0: you ready? Welcome to Positive Adoption, where you can find adoption, foster care, and trauma-informed parenting all in one place. I'm Kathleen Guire, your host, mother of seven, four through adoption, former National Parent of the Year, author, teacher, and speaker. But more than any of those things, I'm a parent just like you. I know what it's like to raise kiddos from hard places. I used to feel as if I were the only one struggling, and because I felt that way, I isolated myself. I don't want you to feel alone in your parenting journey. So grab a cup of coffee and join me for Positive Adoption, a Coffee Break podcast. Hi, Kathleen Guire here. Welcome to Positive Adoption. We are starting a new series today on the book called Five Things, and I have a special guest, Sandra Flack, and I am going to read you a little intro about the book Five Things, a tiny handbook for foster and adoptive parents, which is free, a freebie, on TraumaInformedParenting.com, formerly TheWholeHouse.org. If you are an adoptive parent, this is for you. If you are the friend of an adoptive parent, this is for you. If you are thinking about adopting or fostering, this is for you. If you want to know how to support adoptive and foster families, this is for you. I'm the mother of seven, four through adoption. I'll skip the fancy bio to tell you, I've been where you are, dear friend. I've been stuck in the waiting period. And then after the adoption, I've been judged. I've watched my children flourish, regress, and cycle through those behaviors over and over again. I've lived in the chaos when my triggers and my kiddos' triggers met head-on. I've gone from being the okayish parent in the church to the bad parent. I've counseled with more adoptive and foster parents than I can count. I've led workshops for CASA, teachers, counselors, ministries, and knocked on church doors until my knuckles are raw. Why? There are so many misconceptions out there. Adoptive and foster families feel isolated and alone. I've written this tiny handbook and created a free e-course to start the conversation. I'm praying, dear friend, that this helps you continue the conversation with your family, friends, and churches. So like I said, you can dr- grab your copy at TraumaInformedParenting.com, formerly TheWholeHouse.org. So let's get started with our first point. And since I've been talking, I am going to like, let Sandra talk for a minute. Our, our first point this week is, yes, adoption is positive. Positive things require effort. So before you get into that point, tell us, tell the audience a little bit about you and then share a little bit about this point.
1: Sure, I'd love to. Thank you so much, Kathleen, for having me on. We're um, buddies in this. Yes. (laughs) Podcasters and TBRI uh, teaching parents and helping other foster and adoptive parents. I'm an adoptive mom uh, like you. Uh, my husband and I have eight children, five through adoption, one uh, a kinship type of situation, not through foster care, uh, but uh, a little girl that came into our home back in 1999. We didn't have any Idea about adoption or trauma or anything at all, but we welcomed her into our home, eventually adopted her. And then in 2007, we adopted a sibling set of three from Ukraine. And then about three years later, we returned to Ukraine to adopt the fourth and youngest biological sibling to the first crew. uh, So that makes our five. So uh, we know very well, parenting children from hard places, trauma, uh, and then a little thing we all, many of us know as fetal alcohol spectrum disorder. Mm-hmm. So at least two of our children are diagnosed with an FASD. So there's there's that. Um, I'm also, we, my husband and I, we founded an organization, Justice for Orphans, Just with a a vision to engage the faith-based community, rally the church to become more aware of orphans and foster children and the need for adoption and foster care and wrapping around families who are doing that. Um, And I'm also uh, area director for the technology platform Care Portal, uh, which is engaging churches to um, minister to children in crisis in their community. So lots of different hats like many of us moms wear, um, but very familiar with adoption. um, And I do agree, I know with your first question, adoption is positive and it takes it takes effort, right? Positive things require effort. It can be hard. I think it's some of the hardest, whether you're in that process of waiting to bring home a child. Uh, It's very common to wait years to bring home a child, especially if you're going to adopt internationally. And I believe that waiting that time uh, is part of the process that builds our endurance and our faith muscles, but it's definitely difficult. Um, And then, once you bring home your children, you can feel very isolated and alone because nobody quite understands parenting children with trauma histories unless you are a parent of a child with trauma histories. So that was one thing we encountered early on. I had great friends who were parents, but they didn't have adopted children or foster children. So their method of disciplining and even the method of discipline right that right. we were using with our biological children not the same And right. i know we're going to get into you know that a little bit uh as we get into some of the other questions so i don't want to some of this i think no, that's over- a good not.
0: teaser good teaser yeah,
1: yeah <laughs> good teaser so that's coming but definitely it is hard it is it is worth it uh, i find that having people around you building your community uh, people, other people who have adopted, other foster parents. I know right now there's a lot of online support groups. Uh, mm-hmm. There's homeschooling support groups. I'm homeschooling again. Our youngest, who's 15, uh, with trauma and NFASD, really, really was struggling with the different changes. I'm in New York. I'm in upstate New York. So there's some of the most restrictive uh plans in place for our school district. And he just struggled with just the changes and the unknowns and everybody in a mask and all of these things. Uh, And then I found out there are actual, actually homeschool Facebook groups for uh, people who are homeschooling uh, children with FASD, homeschooling kids with 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 trauma history. So there are groups out there with people who are walking the road that you're on whether it's an FASD support group or there's another one called Second Mothers for foster and adoptive moms and just people who are on the same journey and get right. it uh, vital to our success, vital to our our own mental health even to be able to have people who get it and who understand. Uh, podcasts like yours and mine and then there's you know podcasts that are focused on very specific things like FASD or autism or whatever you know maybe disability that your child may have or just trauma though there are podcasts Mm -hmm. out there the um I know Ryan and Kayla North yeah Kathleen and I both know, because they are our trainers for TBRI, they host the Empowered Parent podcast. So they're covering a lot of these same things. So finding your resources, finding your people to to wrap around and support you. And it could be just that online support group or a podcast, just to feel that you're not alone,
0: Mm -hmm. you're
1: not on this journey alone, vital for the journey.
0: Right. And especially during this season, it's, you know, it's very different. There's not going to be a support group that meets in person like I used to do. And just seems years and years ago, doesn't it? Um, since this all started and um, I, th- I was thinking about something I think either you said or I said last time we talked was choose your hard. You know, there are different things in life that are hard. Like if you decide, hey, I am going to get healthy. I'm going to eat right. I'm going to exercise. It is hard if you've had bad habits. And the same thing applies if you have been raising biological children and you've been using traditional parenting and you all of a sudden decide, hey, listen, I think we should adopt. And the first thought that might pop into your head, well, that's gonna be hard. Yes, it is gonna be hard because you're going to have to form new neural pathways in your brain. You're going to have to parent differently. You're going to have to have different expectations and it's a totally different process because when a woman gets pregnant, it's it's visible. You know, you see her belly growing and people are saying, you know, or having a boy or a girl, when's it due? And if you're going through the adoption process, every single thing about your life is scrutinized. Your finances, you have people come and examine your home and tell you if you have the right locks on your door, if you have enough beds or, and then they want to, you know, you have to dig into your family history, and all of those things that it can feel very vulnerable and it is very hard. I remember talking to a couple who has adopted several children and this is when they just started their adoption journey. And the husband said to me, I don't want my kids around when I share my past. I don't want them to know the harm and the hurt that I went through. So yeah, we have to just lay it all out there. And it is hard, but when you think about what's on the other end of that, when you think about eternity, I think of, I think of it that way. And often I say the, "What about ten years from now? You know, ten years from now will this make a difference?" Yes, it will. It will make a difference. And good things are difficult. It takes hard work to go through all of that, to bear your soul to go through some trainings, to find some other support. Because I even say in the book, in the intro in the book, it's like, you know, you're not standing on the soccer field asking the other moms, how's that fetal alcohol syndrome going? You know, it's different. You have to find other support, other ways to get educated. And I remember whenever, um, before we went to our training and I got the email saying, hey, we're opening up the training. You need to fill out all these papers and then you're going to have to wait for the rest of your life. That's what I felt like. Before you see if you get in, I bugged them to death. Like I was constantly emailing Ryan, did I get in? Did I get in? Because I was so excited to have this information, to learn new things with other people. And I remember walking into that room of our training and looking around and saying, all these people from all different states And like, oh my gosh, they're just like me. Yeah. And that is such an amazing feeling. They're just like me. And we need that. That's what we look for. We need that support. We need other people who are going through that. So to make it less hard, even though it will be hard, like Sandra said, you find support. You have to go find it. I remember thinking at first when we first adopted, like, going to church and hearing the pastor speak and thinking, okay, now he's going to talk about these things that I need to hear about. That was not on his agenda because it's not common to everyone. So you have to find commonalities. And I can remember anytime he would teach on any sort of the family of God or adoption, I was just waiting, waiting for him to say the right thing. And if he did, I would be really excited. But if he didn't say that verse, that one verse I wanted him to say, I'd be disappointed. But then I realized that's not his responsibility. It's my responsibility to feed myself, to go get support. So I'll let you talk for a minute. Yeah.
1: No, that is all so, so good. And, and talking about it being hard, you know, I see adoption and even and foster parenting as a calling. It's a ministry that we're pouring our lives into mm-hmm. and when God calls. We hear it. He equips us, right? right? He provides everything that we need and it's hard. God never called anybody in the scriptures. Look at the lives of the patriarchs. Look at from the old Testament to the new Testament who got called into something easy, right? It's Nobody. Always, <laughs> hard, always challenging and always could not be done without the holy spirit without god equipping and guiding and leading the way and then he gets the glory and amazing things we experience miracles and amazing things we would not have experienced otherwise but we had to walk through the difficult to get there and i know i just pulled up a verse if i could read it yes. because Within right before we traveled for the first time to go to Ukraine to adopt our first three kids, I had purchased I used to be a big time journaler. Mm -hmm. And well once we adopted all the kids, there was like really no time anymore for journaling. But I had this big journal and I was praying and I was writing some scriptures in it a few days before we left. And I I wrote some scripture, I wrote a few verses down from James chapter one, but not James 1, and I look back and I read it now and I'm like, was that prophetic or something? Because <laughs> I didn't know, but this is, so James chapter one, verses three and four say, for you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So hmm. let it grow for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete needing nothing. And I know another translation says ready for anything. Wow. And i in God calls us into this and it's going to be hard, but we're going to learn and we're going to grow. And I know Kathleen, you and I are both an example of we came through the hard stuff. Mm-hmm. We got some faith muscles. We got some new tools. We, we learned the new parenting stuff. We've gained a lot of experience and wisdom and knowledge and lived experience. And now we're able to pour into other foster and adoptive parents on this same journey. So we maybe didn't have us when we were walking right. through it, but now we're bringing that because we know how vitally important it is for, for parents to have that support, to have that education, to have that tribe that can wrap around them, whether it be virtually or a support group that's in person or just a friend on the phone, to be able to have someone who gets it, it's, it's vital to
0: our success. Exactly. That and, and that's going to wrap up our time for today. And I totally 100% agree with that scripture and what you said. And that's why we do what we do is because we didn't have us or somebody like us. So we would like to be that support to someone else. So we will see you next week on Positive Adoption when we continue our series. Bye. Thanks for listening to Positive Adoption. Make sure you subscribe on thewholehouse.org to receive your gift of five things, a tiny handbook for foster and adoptive families and receive a monthly newsletter plus updates when new books or courses are released. Please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Podomatic, Spotify, or YouTube and leave a review so others can find positive adoption and know the value of the show. You're welcome to send an email to me Positive adoption at gmail.com and follow me on social media. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at The Whole House and Twitter at Kath Guire. Thanks for listening to the show.